What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Self-Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And I'm Taylor Tomlinson. And uh, in quarantine fashion, we're going to do an episode on working from home because it feels very appropriate for right now, huh? Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, it's weird because like I've, you know, I've been working from home for like, you know, what, a year and a half now. You guys, you know, work from home, but also have worked from hotels and airports and all yeah. kinds of stuff. Like you guys are now solely working from home which is yeah. gonna be interesting to see how like you know what the big difference is you know for you guys i don't think i've ever worked from home i'll be honest i mean really? yeah even writing jokes and stuff usually i like to go to a coffee shop or something i mean oh, I, wow. I can i can do work at my desk but even like having an office is fairly new for me i mean yeah. i guess i moved here in august i guess it's been a while but i haven't been home for much of it I mean, Kelsey, I don't know how you feel, but I definitely feel like my job is at comedy clubs, on the road, in hotel rooms, and, and in uh, coffee shops and stuff. Wow. Yeah, it's about 50-50 for me. I feel like I do um, a pretty good amount of my work at home, but then our you know work for stand-up is the opposite of home. It's like we yeah. fly across the country and go to places that we've never been before that don't feel like home to us at all a lot of the time. So it's a weird, um, a weird balance. I think we're always trying to maintain, but now, yeah, obviously it's like, we have to find ways to be productive from home, uh, indefinitely because we don't know when we're going to open up again. Oh Um, yeah. yeah. Wow. Taylor. I didn't know that. I didn't know that you didn't really do much work from home before this. So this must be a huge change because I guess like, if I mean, I don't know, I just kind of assume like, Oh, you'd probably do like you know, content stuff at home and this type of stuff. But like, I, you know, yeah, I'm not not. like, 
I'm not like somebody who makes videos for the internet, you know, yeah. like if I post a video, usually it's stand up or a picture or whatever. Like I'm not, I'm not doing a lot from home. Home is usually my safe space, yeah. which is yeah. not about work. And if I am working again, it's just like writing jokes or getting jokes together to go out and do my job. Right. right. I feel. Right. And I yeah. do, I do prefer like a coffee shop or something to kind of people watch and feel like I'm in more of like a workplace environment. So this has been, this has yeah. been a real adjustment for me for sure. And, uh, I, as somebody who was very burnt out and tired of traveling and like kind of romanticizing exactly this situation, yeah, right. wake up every day, know exactly what to expect, yeah. <laughs> go to bed in the same bed. And now I'm like, Ooh, don't care for this. Yeah. Granted, uh, this is very different in that we can't go anywhere or see anybody. So yeah, it's not a true test, but oh man, do I miss stand up and travel and everything else. Yeah. This is not a vacation. I mean, like maybe for some people they would consider this a vacation, but I feel like even the people who truly are homebodies and are into the idea of a staycation, this is extreme. Like yeah. you would still like to be able to go out to eat at a restaurant, perhaps one night of your staycation if you wanted right. to. Right. Yeah. You can't do so many things right now. So or at least order takeout without lysoling it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Something that's not completely fear based. Right. Um sure. also by the way, Taylor, your hair looks so cute right now. Thank you. And this <laughs> is our first that. um quarantine video version of the podcast. So yeah. since quarantine, since recording remotely, we have not been doing video. Um, but now, uh, if you are not already subscribed to our self-helpless podcast channel on YouTube, you should, because we're doing this over zoom today. So you can go see like our faces if you want see our faces and then see, um, our wonderful sound engineer, Emma's beautiful picture as well. She's yeah. here. <laughs> it all goes smoothly. Yeah. <laughs> See the background uh, of our homes and sometimes our pets make special appearances too. So <laughs> yes. it's fun. You can go watch there if you want. Um, we have a quotable today from Eleanor Roosevelt. Always nice of her to Love stop her. by. Um, she says, you gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. You are able to say to yourself, I lived through this horror. I can take the next thing that comes along. Oh. Thank you, Eleanor. That is so good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's really, oh, I, I love that so much. I just yeah. need a minute to. Yeah. Let it sink in. Let it sink in. Let yeah. it ruminate through your. Yeah. <laughs> Feels good. That's not the hardest thing about all of this is that there isn't something that you can compare it to directly and go, oh, well, this happened before with. Yeah this disease or whatever and we got through it and we're fine but I do think that once we're through this we are going to be a lot stronger and a lot more grateful and we are going to be able to say that in the future about other things I mean god I've certainly felt that way just looking back at times again I was stressed or burnt out or going through a bad breakup and I'm like that all seems very easy now yeah <laughs> Definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I do. I think you're right, Tay. I think it will put a lot of things into perspective for us and make us more grateful for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. 
Um, here are some tips, uh, or I'm sorry, not tips, just stats uh, on working from home and COVID-19. So even before COVID-19 became a factor, increasing numbers of people have been uh, saying goodbye to their onerous commute to work and hello to the flexibility of remote working. According to recent research at Harvard Business School, companies with work from anywhere policies can boost employee productivity, reduce turnover, and lower organizational costs. The top fields where people are working remotely are computers and IT, education and training, and healthcare. Um, the Brookings Institution recently described that the pandemic, among other things, is a massive experiment in telecommuting, um, mm -hmm. which I completely yeah. agree with. I, I was just talking with a friend about this, that even when things are done, uh, in terms of like maybe people can kind of go back to their normal lives, I think a lot of people will continue to work from home. Hell yeah. I mean, I'm, like, seriously, as a business owner, too, it's like I would I would not pay for an office space if I didn't need one. It just doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. if everybody can do their job well from their their homes and you can have, you know, employees all over the country or the world, you know, wherever you're at, I don't know. Why, why, why wouldn't you? Why would you spend the extra money on a space that you truly don't need? Yeah, um, that'll be really interesting to see how that type that that stuff shifts. And then another thing I want to mention is uh, today's topic. It was chosen by our wonderful uh, helpsters on Patreon. So if you want uh, an opportunity to vote on different topics that we do on the show, Patreon.com/slash/selfhelpless baby. Um, yeah, our, bonus the quotes, episodes. Yeah, the quotes that are coming in the last several episodes too are also submitted by um, our patrons too. So you get to influence the content of the show in a very big way if you want to join. Um, all right. Definitely. So, oh, Taylor, is it still you, Kelsey? No, you, you go ahead for the first tip, Dal. Sweet. So how can we work effectively at home? Here are eight tips to help you have success as a remote worker and stay sane. So tip number one, Maintain regular hours, set a schedule and stick to it. Clear guidelines for when you are working and when you are not helps many remote workers maintain work-life balance. Uh, that said, one of the benefits of remote work is flexibility and sometimes you need to extend your day or start early to accommodate someone else's time zone. When you do, be sure to wrap up earlier than usual or sleep in a bit the next morning to make up for it. Automatic time tracker apps such as Rescue Time let you check in whether you're sticking to your schedule. Oh, like check on to see if you're maintaining it. Yeah. Um, they can also help you figure out what times of day you're most productive versus when you slack off. <laughs> uh, yeah, I already know mine. Uh, you can use that information to your advantage by reserving your hours of high focus for your most important tasks. Oh my God, sticking That's to cool. schedule is yeah. just, you, ha you have to. Like it, if there's no schedule, you are just in this weird in-between mode all day of like, yeah. is it fun? You know, is it relaxing time or am I in work mode? And it's just this constant kind of like not know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. Um, so I would say I, I've been able to maintain that. How are, how are you guys doing? Do you guys have like a set schedule right now where you start work and end work? Uh, my start and end times are still pretty loose. I, I do need to like find more structure with that. I will say that if I had not started, so this is my planner, if I had not started um, using a planner like well before quarantine started, I think I would be spiraling a lot harder right now. But fortunately, I got myself into a really good routine um, before quarantine hit in terms of like writing every, every single thing out in my planner each day. And I really encourage our listeners that if you haven't done that yet and you're struggling to feel like, uh, okay, how did the last three hours just get away from me? Or 
I, I know I had to do something today and I can't remember what it is. And then you like shoot up in bed at two in the morning, like, oh, fuck, I didn't send that email. Getting a planner has helped me, I think like lower my anxiety levels more than I could have ever imagined. Cause it doesn't oh, yeah. seem like it's going to be, I don't know, maybe that impactful, but really even writing out things like shower, uh, lunch, it's, it's important and it keeps you on track and it gives you a much more accurate idea of your time than if you write like only the work things you have to do in there because most of the time you're not realizing, oh yeah, if I, if I do shower, if I do have to call like my mom, if I do have to do these things that are essential things, but you don't write them down, your day is maybe not as, um, as wide open or you might not have as much time as you think. It's, it's yeah. helpful to be realistic, I think, about how much time you have. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I think you need to give like yourself more time for a task than you usually would. Like, I yeah. think we're, you know, we're obviously prone to like trying to fit a big to-do list in a very small chunk of time. And now yeah. I just try to do the opposite where like I have a rule with myself that I cannot do more than three like big things per day. Like, mm. you know, like a big thing, meaning like, okay, I have, I have a client at this time. Um, you know, I have a meeting, whatever. And then I have to do this like task for this project. I won't have anything else on my schedule until, you know, if I complete those things and if I feel like I have the energy to do some other stuff, that's just kind of a bonus. That's just extra, but I actually can't write everything out on my schedule or that will make me feel very anxious where I'm like, I'm never gonna be able to get to everything, uh, you know, like going crazy. And so I find it actually helpful for me to like in my planner, seeing as little as possible on my schedule. Makes oh, we're like the like, opposite then. We're the opposite. Yeah. Oh, interesting. If I, I only have like about three things on my schedule per day. And then the rest of it, I kind of just practice like intuitive self-care, like we kind of talked about. But oh. I do I do that within a structure of, I don't take any calls before nine. And I always wrap them up wrap up my work by 530 there. That's like my non-negotiables. Um, but in that time frame, I will be flexible with when I can have the meeting or the call or yeah. the and I have to, and then I know like I have to take a real lunch break and I have to take one or two walks a day. Those are like my absolute like baseline non-negotiable. Yeah. Um, so interesting. So it's not yeah, one so size fits all. Yeah. I was, Taylor, gonna say, I was going to say, I've been practicing like intuitive scheduling because <laughs> It, it is impossible to do the exact same thing every day because, you know, some days you do four hours of podcasting and there have been days where I've woken up at 530 in the morning to do four hours of radio calls where I literally call like 15 radio stations in a row. And then the rest of the day is like kind of shot where you're like, all right, do I sleep? Like, do I try to nap? Yeah. Schedule too much on those days. I think Delaney the, the idea of like only scheduling no more than like three big things I've probably been trying to do as well. Um, if I can help it, I don't do anything early in the morning besides those radio spots. Um, I would like to get to a place where I'm, I have a little bit more structure. I mean, I don't know. Again, it's hard because our, our jobs aren't like set in stone. Right. And it is a big adjustment. So I think I've, I've been doing it in, uh, in tiny ways. Um, tip number two is create a morning routine, which I think is what I have been doing. Um, so what in the morning, what in your morning routine indicates that you're about to start work? Is it making a cup of coffee? Is it going for a jog? Is it putting on work clothes? 
uh, a routine is a powerful way to get you started during the day. And I definitely feel that way. Like, you know, I think we've talked about this already on the podcast, but the idea of like, don't just work in your pajamas all day, like change yeah. into nicer sweatpants. Yeah. <laughs> um, Leggings. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, Ooh. these are my sweatpants and these mat, and then I'm going to put a shirt on that matches. <laughs> and now I feel like an outfit. Um, <laughs> I drink tea every morning. That's like the first thing I do tea and a bunch of water. And I mm-hmm. take like, so many supplements. Um, and like my birth control and everything. And I, other than that, other than like, I usually clean up from the night before and like make the bed. And those are my big ones. Um, yeah, yeah, those are good. feel like, okay, now we can, now we can get going on whatever we need. Cause I can't, I can't work when it's really messy and I can't work when I am like gross. Does it make Same. sense? Mm-hmm. I can't you can, to work in my jammies. For sure. Yeah. I'm going with sort of an in-between right now because we're technically working right now. We're recording the podcast. So I am wearing jeans, um, but because we're working from home and you guys can't see from the waist down, my jeans are fully unbuttoned because <laughs> I am bloated and I'd like to feel uncomfortable at my own home. <laughs> Sometimes you got to, you know, improv a little bit, dibble dabble. Yeah. I mean, you look great. Thank you so much. You're very sweet. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I, I would say I feel like my morning routine is relatively similar now. For a while, I had no morning routine. And I think what's actually funny is like you guys always make your bed right in the morning, like for consistently for a long time. Yeah. And when I had a day job at like my corporate job, I never made my bed in the morning because I was like, well, let me just fucking get ready and then I have to get to this place. But now right. working from home for like a year and a half, I make my bed every single morning because this is also my work environment. So like yeah. when I come upstairs for something, I like to see that that it looks nice. So I thought that was kind of funny. Like depending on like where you work or what you're doing, your morning routine probably changes because of what you might need in that new new environment. Where yeah. for me it's like I don't want to waste my time making my bed because I had to get to this, you know, I had to commute um, to work and do all this stuff. And it's like, well, not even gonna see it until I get home and then I go to bed. So yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's also um, I was just listening listening to Samantha Rabindal say this um, on one of her podcasts. She has a great pod- podcast called Approachable. Um, that when you make your bed, it also makes you less tempted to get back into it during the day. Which um, I mean, if you need to take a nap, of course, take a nap. Go to the couch. Take care of yourself. <laughs> yeah, but it is true. I think like once you kind of get your bed in that more tidied up way you're less tempted to be like, well, maybe I'll just slink back in here for a while and push my work back. It, it does set the tone of the day of like, okay, the bed's made, so I'm going to do work now. So true. Yeah. 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 I've been stretching every morning. That's something new that I've been oh, actually nice. maintaining. I've been stretching and like, yeah, taking better care of myself. So That's awesome. You know. um, okay. So tip number three, set up a functional workspace. Not everyone has a designated home office, but it's critical to have a private, quiet space for your work. If you can, separate your work area from your personal spaces and use it just for work, not for other activities. Minimize distractions. If you have loud surroundings, consider investing in noise-canceling headphones. If your kids are home and you're without childcare, see if you and your spouse or a friend in a similar situation can take turns with care, which may mean you have to talk to your manager about working evening hours. Um, we just did a great interview with, um, Justine Sones. Is that, am I saying her last name correctly? Uh Okay. Um, and it'll come out in a week, 
but she um, she's a specialist in boundaries, and that was a whole big focus that we did on uh, like how to designate your workspace and like maintain a boundary for keeping a workspace during all of this quarantine. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. I do you guys like for me? I mean, when Cam is not working from home with me, when it's not you know when we're not in a pandemic, he's at work and I'm at home, and so I kind of, I have a lot more space. Like I'm usually working downstairs and I've, I basically have like my dining room table is like my big desk. Uh Uh, And then I just move everything off my table at the end of the day to be like, okay, now it's a dinner table. Um, But with Cam home, like we had to figure out our spaces. So he's now downstairs at the dining room table and I have had to turn my dresser into my desk, which is right over there. Uh, oh, as you can wow. see, there's a chair and everything. So my bedroom, uh, part of my bedroom, my dresser is now my desk and he has downstairs. But that way it feels like we have separate office spaces in our tiny, you know, one bedroom apartment. But right. like you know, that's what you gotta do. <laughs> yeah, everybody's just making it work right now. It's yeah. It's tough. Yep. But like, it's nice to like the functional, I, for me, I don't know how you guys feel about your workspace. I need it to be like very clear with only mm-hmm. a couple things on it and a couple, like one thing has to be cute. So it's like, I got the <laughs> candle that makes me feel like, oh, this is a special area. And then like my planner and my laptop and then, you know, pens, like that's pretty much keeping yeah. it really simple. Yeah. I love that. All right. So tip number four, schedule breaks. A lunch hour and two 15-minute breaks seem to be the standard for full-time U.S. employees. Know your company's policy on break times and take them. If you're self-employed, give yourself adequate time during the day to walk away from the computer screen and phone. Mm. Oh my God, yes, dude. When I first transitioned from having a full-time job in corporate to working from home, I was not taking full lunch breaks. I was like, oh yeah, more working at home than I was at my off at the office. And I'm like, that's crazy. Like I would give myself an hour work break at the office and I would give myself two 15 minute breaks without question every day. In fact, it was easy to do that because I didn't like my job that much. Yeah. Okay. When is my next break? I'm ready. But when you come like at home, it's like, you know, especially if you enjoy what you're doing, it's so easy to work through lunch, work through breaks of all kinds. So that's something that I, I definitely do now is like I take longer than an hour lunch break and I take mm. frequent breaks in between each of my big tasks. I will take a good, you know, 20, 30 minute break usually at least. Yeah. I think a really hard thing I'm finding is um, differentiating between work and relaxing because like I'll go on Instagram to unwind and just like be on it and zone out. But I also use Instagram for work. And so there's so many, I I think I need to be clear with myself because I would like to be more structured in that way of taking two 15 minute breaks and a structured hour and having a time that I am done working, but it's kind of slippery. (laughs) Like a lot of things feel similar and I think I just need to be a better, more clearer boss to myself, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I've caught myself doing that sometimes where, um, like what's a good example Oh, like I'll see like Florence Pugh did a, a cooking Instagram story. Uh-huh. It'll come up on my thing and I'll go, okay, we're going to save that uh-huh. <laughs> later when we've gotten more done mm. and we've earned it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So stupid to be like, 
to be like rationing people's Instagram story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, guys- I mean, being on Instagram right now is a great way to feel like you're not doing enough. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, Always. yeah, yeah. It's, it's really important to be mindful of how much time you're spending on there. Yeah. Have you guys thought about separating it, Kels? Especially, you know, you since you are trying to figure out how to have, you know, a different relationship with social media. Have you thought about designating times like, okay, this is the time I post. I only post during this time. And then this is the time I'm allowed to scroll. And that's it. Like separating yeah. with that. Where it's like, all right, I'll post. And I have 15 minutes to just post and do this thing. And then over here, I have, you know, 20 minutes to just scroll for fun. That's right. the only way I can do it. I have to like compartmentalize that in a way because if the two mix together, it becomes like, oh shit, I've been on here for an hour. How did this happen? But if I'm like, yeah. look, I'm going here to post. I'm posting and ghosting, and then I'm coming back in the afternoon to respond to people and maybe do some scrolling for fun and like see what my friends are up to. You know what I mean? You make yeah. it sound like post on Instagram is like running into a burning building. Burning You're like, okay, I'm going in for this. I'm grabbing this. I'm getting the fuck out of there. And I'm not looking at anything else. Because it like, I mean, if you don't have a game plan, it's like, it can be such a time suck. And then oh, yeah. I, for me, I just feel bad if I've been on there too long and I haven't gotten like my big three things taken care of yet yeah you know? for sure but sometimes the time suck is nice I mean there, oh, yeah. have been, there have been days in quarantine where I'm like we're just getting through today like oh yeah I just want like Whitney Cummings posted a tweet the other day about is waiting for it to get dark considered a hobby I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. really do feel like that we were just like yeah. I can we just be done can we just be a little bit closer to yeah being done and, uh, you know, sometimes yeah. that's okay to feel that I, way. I took an oh, edible sure. last night at like 6 p.m., which is like earlier than I would have ever wanted to really. But I just was like, this has been enough of today. Like, <laughs> I've had enough hours of this particular day. And so I'm going to do something that makes me feel like I'm in kind of some other time travel or whatever. Yeah, dude. But like... That's a wrap on today. Oh, <laughs> I don't dude. need sure. more of whatever this is right now. I'm I'm good. I would like to just to wrap on today. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to oh, sleep yeah. and just have a different one tomorrow. Oh yeah, I'm I'm all about just doing it, doing whatever you gotta do for fun. I think my issue is like if I allow myself to have a time suck, what I'm doing is I'm actually procrastinating on the thing that I need to be doing, and so for me, it's like I can't look at certain things until I've completed this big thing that I'm going to try to put off until the end of the day. And I'm going to like do all this shit, you know, to make it seem like, Oh, I've been busy. Oops. Right. Wait till tomorrow to do it. You know? Right. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? 
more confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Tip number five is leave home to the extent <laughs> that it's allowed and safe where you are during where you are during the COVID-19 outbreak. Yeah. Get out of the house, provided you can maintain social distancing, of course. Leave the building at least once a day. Your body needs to move. Plus, the fresh air and natural light will do you good. So take a walk or weed the garden. I oh, am yeah. so jealous of people with gardens right now. And backyards. Oh, yeah. And backyards. Oh, oh, backyards. Oh, God. If I had a backyard right now, oh, I'd be spending front yard. so much time. <laughs> I'd be spending so much time outside if I had a backyard right now. Yeah. yeah. It's nice. It's nice to take walks. I mean, I think we've all been good about that. Taking like, I, I try to walk at least once a day. Um, if I can do two, that's good. And then you, yeah, if I walk like once a day for a good while, then I feel like, okay, I'm yeah. So it's, it's hard when it's not sunny, like when it's raining and you're kind of mm-hmm. stuck inside. Um, and obviously again, depending on where you're at in the world, I know Kelsey, you had a friend in New York who like, literally cannot leave no yeah partner apartment which is oh my gosh in that case I guess just you know sit near a window like (laughs) it's tough right now it's really tough to to honor that like fresh air and light uh tip but but also I've done that too I have absolutely opened a window and like sat in the sun patch by Mm -hmm. the window (laughs) like a cat (laughs) like a cat (laughs) my cats do that works fine (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah do do what you can while also staying safe but yeah um that's that was one of the first things my therapist said to me when all this hit was I was like I'm afraid to even go on like a walk with my friends like is it safe even if we're six feet apart and she's like look it's you're you're not gonna do yourself any favors either by being a complete shut-in that like loses all sanity like you have yeah. to also keep your immune system strong by making yourself feel okay. And again, this is all within reason, like make sure you're protecting yourself and others, but it's been okay for us to take these walks together, the three of us and stay six feet apart. And um, if, if we hadn't, I can't imagine how I'd be feeling right now if I hadn't been doing that with you guys every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's also easy because it's, it's not like we're driving to get to each other, which is like a whole nother thing. It's like, all right, now you're touching you're touching the outside of your car and the, you know, like there's more, I feel like there's more exposure in that sense. We all live, you know, in walking distance basically. So it's been, we're going to be walking anyway. It might as well be where we can wave to each other. You know what I mean? To right. We're kind of being social. Right. Uh, it's driving. Huh? Um, it's driving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Tip six, don't hesitate to ask for what you need. If you're employed by a company or organization that supports your work from home setup, request the equipment you need as soon as you start working from home. Set precedence early that you will ask for what you need to get your job done. Organizations that are accustomed to remote employees often have a budget for home office equipment. That's cool. If you're working from home unexpectedly due to coronavirus, ask what you need uh, within reason. Ask for what you need within reason. Yeah. I mean this is a time and I know that it's the same with like bills right now. A lot of companies, like I was able to call um, my bank where my car loan is through and they're doing a thing right now where they're just like suspending payments for three months and there's no, there's no penalty or anything like that. I mean like interest does still accrue, but 
so many companies are offering help right now. And some of it is like, you don't even have to um, reach out. I think Progressive right now is just, they're giving customers like 20% back of their payment as credit on the next month. And you don't have to like call or anything. They're just doing that to make it easier for people. But don't be afraid to reach out right now. If like, if you're struggling, ask for what you need. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And if you are a business owner, ask your, you know, ask your team what they need too. like, does everybody need to work a little bit less? You know, what can we take off the, the plate right now to make, make everybody's work hours less so we can have more, you know, free time or whatever that looks like. Yeah. For sure. um, tip number seven, over communicate. Uh, without in-person interactions, you need to communicate much more to ensure you are on the same page with your team. Tell everyone who needs to know about your schedule and availability often. When you finish a project or important task, say so. Oh, thousand percent. I am constantly, yeah. you know, now that I have an assistant, which is amazing. Um, you know, I have, in, I obviously have interactions with the cartoonist, you know, for Dick's by Delaney and all that. It's just communication is so key when you're not like going to an office every day and like, you know, you're having those meetings or whatever, but I don't know how you guys prefer to communicate, but love voice. I love voice messages. I love Google docs. Um, (laughs) I I have my, uh, a calendar in Asana, which, so my lovely assistant who can see my calendar right away, I can update it. She can update it. We're both on the same page immediately. Same thing with Google Docs, you know, sharing templates back and forth, all that. And then I really try to avoid long texts and emails now. And I just like to just send a voice message really quick. That's like, I feel like how I've kind of streamlined communication. Yeah. You yeah. It, you guys are both so sweet and encouraging about me um, making a, a makeup video. And so it was important to me to tell you guys like, hey, I did it. And just hear you guys go, yay, good job. Because otherwise, <laughs> I put in all that time and then I put it up and it's super easy for me to just like literally not give it another thought or tell myself like, hey, you, you did a thing that you didn't have to do and it's good that you did it. Like you made yourself work. So you guys are like my, you know, you're like two of my best friends and you're also my coworkers. And it's like good, yeah. I think, to have that sort of usual communication that maybe you wouldn't uh, in this situation. Yeah. 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 It's a good time to have like accountability people in your life, like an accountability partner just to keep yourselves both on track. I mean, it's been nice, um, having Sam here with me because his work ethic is, is so good. And he's very much like, let's be productive today. Let's get this done tomorrow. And we've been working a lot together. So, um, you know, who knows how I would be faring on my own, but, uh, it, it certainly helps to have someone like in it with you. Yeah. So in whatever way you guys can do that for yourselves. Yeah, definitely. It's very helpful. Uh, tip number eight, plan extra social interactions. Even the most introverted people can start to feel claustrophobic and lonely working for hours in solitude, schedule some time to connect with that world outside, schedule a remote lunch date, a video chat with a friend or a video exercise class. I think that is a great tip. I mean, I'm very introverted. I usually feel very drained by people. And um, it's it's been important for me to, like you guys said, like schedule time for the three of us to see each other from a comfortable distance or, you know, do a podcast where we can Zoom chat with each other or, 
my sister is still working and she's been calling me on the way home when she's driving home from work at night. Mm-hmm. So that's been nice. Like just, just having, having those check-ins with the people in your life. So yeah. you don't feel as like panicked and, and alone. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like more, che- I've, I'm checking in more and getting checked on more now working from home because, you know, during the pandemic before, you know, than I was before. And I think it's really important to also remember, like when everything goes back to, you know, quote unquote normal, like when things start, you know, when this subsides and we're all out in the world again and the people who work from home anyway, still work from home. I think it's really important to make sure you are still having like social interaction every day because it can be so easy not to talk to a soul you know, uh, all day when you're working from home. And so like my rule is like, I have to talk to at least one person a day Yeah. for me. It's, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a pretty big introvert. I could go days without speaking to people. I really could. And like, feel fine about that. And so, but I know that like, no, it's really, it's good for me to like take breaks and, you know, talk to friends and family. So my rule for myself is one person a day, whether it's a text or a phone call or a video chat or meeting a friend for lunch or whatever definitely that's like a non-negotiable you know yeah Yeah. and get creative with it I mean we've seen so many people posting cute stuff about having like happy hour with their friends on zoom or you know you both did zoom things for your birthdays this last Mm -hmm. week and my sister and I uh watched little women the other night together where we just we called each other started at the exact same time and then texted through the whole movie while we were both (laughs) watching it oh I love that and I haven't tried this but I I have been told that Netflix, you can do something where you have like a chat on the side. Yeah. Uh, what you're watching. I only know because somebody tagged me and like them and their friends did a watch party with my special, which is very cool. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, you can just be like live chatting on the side of watching the movie or TV show together. And I think that's so fun. That. Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't know that at all. That is really cool. Yeah. There's. Also- Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. So many ways to still be connected with people right now, even if it's like an adjustment and maybe something you wouldn't have done before, you can get creative for sure. Yeah. And then another thing, when things go back to normal, I think from if you are somebody who works from home, people often mistake you for being available uh, r- rather than when you're working in an office. And so having like setting clear boundaries, like, you know, you wouldn't like show up at a person's office or like a friend's office and be like, Hey, can you just like take four hours off and we're going to go to like the mall today? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you know, it, it's like, I, I, I've experienced that. And I think a lot of people do. It's like, Oh, when people find out you work from home, they feel like you're always flexible. You're always, you can do whatever. And saying like, no, I still have a structured day. And like, yeah, I can plan for a longer lunch break with you on a certain day, but it needs to be like, the way that you would schedule with me if I was in an office around people and all that stuff. And so yeah. I think that's important to also keep in mind. Like if you are one of those people that has never worked from home and now you're working from home and you might continue to work from home, even after this happens, mm-hmm. you might need to set those boundaries that you didn't even know were needed 
because yeah. this is a new experience for you. So Tay, I don't know if you run into this on the road sometimes, but I feel like I run into it where, um, depending on like where you're traveling to, if you know people in that city you're going to, sometimes people assume that like, because you're there that like, you'll be able to hang out Mm -hmm. and do a whole bunch of like activities all day long before your shows. And it's like, just because when you look at the, like the comedy club website, it shows that like the shows are at seven and nine doesn't mean that that's just what our workday is where we like just go on stage. It's like, no, we're about to go perform an hour of material two times in one night, a lot of the time. Yeah. So it's like the prep and the, um, saving your energy that it takes to go do that is so different. Like we, we can't go to like six flags during the day and like (laughs) run around and do a bunch of shit and then go do our job at night. It's, it's a lot. And also a lot of time there are things that we need to be doing, not just conserving energy, but like maybe we are podcasting remotely during the day. Maybe we have to write, maybe we have to do other stuff. And, um, it is frustrating. Like what you're saying, Delaney, where people assume if you're working in an office, like, Oh, well they have a boss and they can't just like walk out or clock out whenever, but people don't always respect those same boundaries if they don't see you in an office. Yeah. 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 Especially if they view your work as something that might be fun. Like I know that with entertainment, yeah. people are like, oh my God, that's so fun. Which of course, like it is fun, but it's still work. Just because it's fun doesn't mean it's work. Or like the fact that I, you know, I have a dick cartoon business. It's like, yeah, it's fun, but it's still a business. It's still work, you know? Yeah. And so it's, I think that can, that can be a weird thing too, where it's like, I mean, Obviously, I'm I'm not doing stand up anymore. But even when I was doing at the level that I was, which was not you know a full time comic, it was like people just assume that you are available to go out after the show, or that you even want to go out after your show. And it's like yeah. this is this is a this is work for me. I know it's fun. It's your entertainment, but I'm tired. Like yeah. I, I gotta do this. I gotta do this again tomorrow night. If I was going out after every fucking show, that would be insane. You yeah. know. So I know it's like a weird, it's a weird thing that you kind of have to like, you know, explain to people and uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Um, so hopefully those, those tips were helpful for you guys. I know that they're helpful for us. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Do you guys have any like specific work from home tips that you've been really loving for yourself that might not be on this list? Hmm. It's a good question. Yeah, I, I don't know if I have any that aren't on this list or that we didn't talk about. I think, so this kind of ties back into what we talked about with Justine Sones. I know that episode doesn't come out for a week, but um, I think reevaluating what the self-care practices that you did before quarantine were and going, okay, well, I might not be able to do X, Y, and Z right now because of quarantine. So how can I put more time into other self-care things? Or maybe there's new self-care things, but like I didn't used to go on a walk every day before quarantine. Um, I didn't necessarily used to work out every day before quarantine. So many things that now are like, I absolutely have to do this at least once a day or else I'm not going to feel great. Um, The increased communication also that we just talked about. It's not like I was FaceTiming with my friends from home not even once a week. Like, you know, we, not that we took each other for granted, but it was more just like, we'll talk when we can talk or we'll text or whatever. But it wasn't like, we're going to sit down and have a formal, um, 
FaceTime. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think for me, just being flexible with what self-care looks like and, and making adjustments. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's great. Um, we have an iTunes review of the episode. We're getting very, very close to 2,000 five-star reviews. So wow. if you um, <laughs> haven't left a five-star rating and review yet on iTunes, please do. It really, really does help the show so much. It's like a very tangible way you can help us, and it's free. Um, okay, so this is from uh, Moni257. My daily routine, I started listening to your podcast about a month ago when I was searching for something more relatable for self-help topics. I'm so happy I stumbled upon your podcast. It's been my inspiration every day to be my better self. You ladies are so amazing and hilarious. Whenever I'm feeling down or self-doubting, I'm instantly cheered up by all your advice and awesome personalities. Thank you so much for being so transparent and vulnerable to your listeners. You ladies are truly an inspiration. Don't ever change. (laughs) That is so nuts. (laughs) Thank you. That's the bar, people. That's the bar. (laughs) Thank you. Is it Moni? Moni? Oh my God. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's so sweet. We really need you listeners right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so nice. Yeah. Um, all right. You guys want to do some segments? Hell yeah. Do it. Do it. Um, I have a good shit, I guess. So this past week was like a, kind of a good shit week for me. My set on A Little Late with Lily Singh aired on NBC. Um, yes. And it was so nice to have that finally come out. I've been waiting six months for it to air. So I'm happy it's out. Um, I felt good about it. And it's just like a, a positive thing and a like, you know, give yourself a hug moment of like, yeah, Kelsey killed it. It's fucking great set, dude. Seriously. So good. Thank you. You're so sweet. Thank you. And thank you guys for sharing it on my birthday. You're so sweet. Um, and then, yeah, and then my birthday was three days later and I just grabbed that day by the balls and, (laughs) did whatever I could to make it as (laughs) fun as possible. And it was great. I got to do like, um, like a virtual, you were just talking about a virtual happy happy hour with friends from home. And I've been, I've been very much enjoying Tito's and edibles as of late. (laughs) I held back for a while in quarantine. I'm like dabbling with stuff and lately it's just been nice. So yeah, it was like a good shit week of, of, um, good things happening for sure. Good. Awesome. Taylor, what you got? What you got, girl? I mean, I kind of blew mine. I was going to say watching something with my sister and texting, but I already said it. Um, <laughs> I guess that'll be your good shit. I feel like everything we're doing right now is just constant self-care. Um, yeah. I don't know if I already talked about this on the podcast. Did I talk about doing WTF? I don't I think you talked about it on the podcast. Did I not? Okay. Um, then my good shit is that today when we're recording this, my... Uh, WTF episode with Mark Marin came out. Yeah, it's so exciting. It's crazy. I mean, you know, now maybe being on a podcast doesn't seem like that crazy. And who knows how familiar our listeners are with like comedy podcasts. I mean, I feel like everybody knows WTF everybody knows now because it's yeah. like he's got like Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt on and stuff. Oh, <laughs> so he's got Obama on. I know. He's what? like, he's like <gasps> Yeah, he has like actors, famous actors and stuff on now. So um, I basically got it because I I think Netflix pitched me for it. But um, it, there would have been no other situation where Mark Maron uh, had to watch my special. So I'm grateful. And <laughs> 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 happened. And uh, yeah, so that's, it's, it was very weird to have my 
quite frankly, my oldest comedy dream. I mean, I started listening to that when I was, it came out right when I turned 16, I believe, or maybe like a month before I turned 16. So it, it came out a few months before I started doing stand up. And once I started doing stand-up, I didn't know how to become a comedian or how to make that a job. And I didn't know a lot about the world. And as is clear by this podcast and all of our personalities, we're very like research and yeah, like preparation heavy. And that podcast was really like a huge one for me as far as learning how to become a comedian and what the process was like. And um, if anybody is wanting to get into stand-up. I know I get a lot of questions uh, on my social media about how do you get started. Um, I would recommend going on Stitcher and subscribing to the the Stitcher premium account because then you get access to all of the WTF episodes because there's only like the last 50 or 100 that are public Um, and just going all the way back because he's interviewed like literally every comedian. And in the beginning, it was only comedians. Um, so doing that was, was very, very surreal. Um, so cool. And, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I used to fucking, when I was like in high school or in college and, and had a rough show, I used to like, just imagine myself talking about that rough show on something like Marin and just oh, as if cool. it was as if it had already happened and I was yeah. fine now. And, uh, it's, it was crazy for that to actually occur in real life uh it it definitely feels like i'm sure kelsey you felt this way like the first time you did a late night set where you're like okay cool that's a huge thing on my resume yeah (laughs) that's similar to how it felt where i was like okay this was one of the huge like pillars like a concrete tangible thing you can hold on to and go like no matter what happens i just did that and like that will always be there yes that's awesome Go listen to Taylor's episode of WTF and go watch my Little Late Lily Sing set. Mine's on YouTube. Tay's is on everywhere podcasts can be listened to, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I did nothing like that at all. No, no, no TV sets from me, people. (laughs) No big time interviews. (laughs) Just me and Maverick hanging out in my bed. Here he is. There's a little glimpse of him sleeping next to me. Just a precious little man. Um, Oh, did uh, we say yet? Or did I only say that on the Justine episode that we're on um, Zoom for YouTube episodes now? Did I say that for this one or was that Justine? I think you said it for this one. Okay. We're on YouTube. Go go watch on YouTube. Yes, we are back on YouTube. I have a, my my defuck moment is, um, okay, so for a couple weeks during the quarantine, I was eating a lot of chips. (laughs) 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 And... I ate so much salty food. I was just craving salty food um, that I kept licking the side of my mouth to like get the salt off of my lips to the point where I have had a straight up lip rash for about two and a half weeks now. Oh my God. I covered it up for this video, but I just have these like two little red spots right here from eating chips and going... Just licking it back and forth, getting all the salt off. So that's my defuck. Um, <laughs> just developed a rash, uh, developed a quarantine rash from eating too many salty foods. <laughs> and then, I'm like, um, what is this, episode 10? Like, this feels like such an old school Delaney thing to do. This feels like a... 
five bagel Delaney type of day. I know I reverted back a little bit, but now I'm, you know, I'm back on track, uh, you know, but uh, that happened and I was like, okay, I have a rash now. It's really time to stop. Um, really trying to cut down on this. Um, and then my, my good shit moment is that I've been so resistant to deleting email off of my phone, like getting, removing the app. And I did that like about a week ago. And oh my God, I am never going back ever wow. again. Uh, so I, I've slowly deleted all the things off of my phone, like pretty much all apps. Like that way it forces me to have designated times where I go to my computer, I sign into that specific thing I need to look at, and then I'm done. And so with email, like, holy shit, dude, uh, that's been a, it's been a game changer. I have not missed anything. I've still responded to things in a timely manner. It's just, I don't have the constant anxiety that goes along with being able to see like the emails coming in on your phone and be like, fuck, I can't get it to it now, but I got, I'll do it later or whatever, you know? Yeah. Oh, I feel like I'm on vacation. Yeah. It's great. Oh, that's awesome. So that's that awesome. was a big one for me. Very cool. Oh, well, it's been so nice to talk to you guys. <laughs> nice I know. To talk to you guys. Welcome to another episode of making it work. Yes. <laughs> um, share share the podcast with a friend or a loved one if you can just keep yeah. keep spreading the word if the podcast has been helping you during a hard time maybe it can help somebody else and join patreon if you want um bonus episodes yeah so we got like over 50 of them over 50 and all kinds of other like you know goodies on there videos images rewards from you know personal rewards all that good stuff too yeah it's a good time all right we love you guys thank you guys so much for listening to self-helpless we love you guys so much there are a few different ways you can support our show you can leave us a five-star rating and review on itunes it really helps us move up the charts you can also tell a friend about the show post it on social media and you can join our patreon it's where you can get bonus episodes from us and lots of really fun content ways to interact with the show that's at patreon.com slash self-helpless and if you go to selfhelplesspodcast.com that's where you can get links to all of our individual stuff. Delaney, where can people find you? You can find me at DelaneyFisher.com. You can find uh, the online courses there, one-on-one creative consulting, watch my comedy special, and find Dicks by Delaney there. Perfect. Tay, where can people find you? You can find me on ttomcomedy.com for tour dates and links to everything else social media-wise. I am at Taylor Tomlinson on Twitter and Instagram. Perfect. You guys can find me at KelseyCook.com for all my tour dates. My Instagram is at KelseyCookComedy. Twitter is at KelseyCook. Uh, please be sure to watch my foosball web series on YouTube called Wrist of Fury. I've had Delaney and Taylor on together. It was such a fun episode. And you can download and buy my album Savor It on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you find comedy albums. We also want to give a shout out to our amazing producer, Lauren Mahoney, and our amazing editor, Emma Erdbrink. We love you guys, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.